But, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, no. I mean, another thing gets my heart rate gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you guys know what it is. Oh, we, we know. Do. We do. And yeah. look, we're, we're being friendly right now. This and is going to be a very cordial. That's nice. We're cordial. You know, it's going to go away pretty soon. No. It's going to go away pretty soon. I mean, I'm going to be able to hold mine. We'll see. But we'll, see. We'll, we'll hold our composure as long as possible. Okay. We'll try to be cordial. <laughs> I don't want to make any We're promises. Gentlemen. We're gentlemen here. We're, We're gentlemen. gentlemen. We're gentlemen oh, to gentlemen. a degree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So today's movie is The Cat in the Hat. If you've been with us, you've been a colonoscopy listener for a while, you've probably heard us sprinkling in some references here and there. Um, we never get too far into it because we've been waiting for this moment. This moment in time. This moment in We've been friends for a long time, now, guys. Very long time. Long time. Long time. Long time. And I don't know that there's anything we've ever disagreed on more. Than Collectively, this, absolutely. Than this movie, right here. Now, just to set the stage, Aaron and I are of the opinion that this film is. Would you say, would you say dog shit? Would you say that? I would say horrible. Horrible. Okay. Okay. Not good. Not good. Not remotely good. Ne- negative connotation regarding yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Geo was passionate about this i don't want to as is a lot of our friend group too it's it's not like pretty it's pretty evenly cut like through the friend group of people that enjoy it and you have to i i won't i won't have my teammate slandering the other side here this is a debate i'm not slandering this is a professional debate it is pretty evenly cut throughout our friend group i'm not slandering i'm just stating the facts it is evenly cut i'm saying you need to state the facts correctly it is evenly cut between our friend group between People that enjoy this film and people that do not enjoy this film. And there is a varying degree of enjoyment and dislike. You know, I think we're on the more dislike echelon. Gio's obviously on the it's a perfect movie, which is insane. But we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into I, that. Uh, the friend group may be split, but the podcast trio is not. Gio's fighting an uphill battle today. He's got he his work <laughs> cut out for him. He is. Um, but with, with that kind of passion and love, can come enhanced performance. And Gio, I think this is one of your, I don't want to speak out of term, one of your favorites. Oh, yeah. Is oh, it? Yeah. Where is this in the top ten? Oh, is I'm glad you asked. Top five? I'm glad you asked. It's actually number 16 favorite movie of all okay. time. Okay. Right. Uh, would you want to guess where it's sandwiched between? I really want to. I'm going to guess Romeo plus Juliet. No. Romeo plus higher, Juliet actually. is way higher. Way You're higher. smoking so much weed. Top three, actually. Wow, top three. Hey, look, personal. So it's, it's uh, sandwiched between, oh, fuck, this is so hard. Hint? Um, we've watched, you, we've watched one of them. Together. Together. 2001. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what is that? Wait, better that's or worse? <laughs> that's one below. Oh, that's number that's 17. Insane. Number okay. 17. And then, can we get a hint for the other one? Uh, above it, uh, it's by a black director. Are you going to go Spike Lee? That's the only black director you know. It's fine. <laughs> no. We'll name another one. Jordan Peele. <laughs> this fucking guy. This fucking guy. Queen. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Luke's okay, Riley. Okay, okay, right, 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 right. We're not going to disrespect right, Quan right, right, right. you know? um, Yeah, it's Quan Come on. Oh, uh, fuck. Is it, was it made before the 1980s? No. No. Oh, it might be Spike Lee. I'm, I'm feeling... Okay, go. I'm you, feeling you guess, do the guess. right thing, personally. Close. Close? Very school close. days? No, no. You're very close. <sighs> yeah, but you get a little cold on school days. I was warm. You were warm okay, on, what, what, on what came out around... What was that? That was 89. No, that was 89. 89. 1989. A number. <laughs> Another no. summer. Taylor's was it album. before or after that? It was after. Mm. Commonly described as his masterpiece. Mm. Aside from Do the Right Thing. Oh, his remake of Old Boy. Oh, of Shut course. The fuck of course. Up. <laughs> Chir- Chirac? Chirac? <laughs> Wait, what movie? No, it's Malcolm X. 
Oh, it's Malcolm X. All right, okay, okay. It was number 15. 92? Huh? Is it 92? 93. 93. I think it released 93. 93. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was a very long production. Anyways, right. that's where it Either way, Ken, that's Good very movie. high. Very high on the list. Very Too high. Yeah, no, I've been <laughs> silent, as you guys have described uh, its history in our in our friendship, in our friendship. Yeah. But uh, I'm here to clear the air. I'm, personally, look, I enjoy it. Listen, <laughs> listen, I don't have a problem with it. You guys are the one that's real passionate about, me, about me liking it. It's about me 16. liking it. I'm sitting pretty. I'm got my key. You more than my, like it. It's my 16. Feet, got my feet kicked up. I enjoy it. You guys, you guys are the one with the vitriol in your heart. I'm feeling vitriolic. The vilification. I do feel vitriolic, yes. I'm I'm sitting pretty. I say, look. <laughs> I'm I'm relaxing. All right. Well, Gio, you're probably the best per- maybe in the world to set the stage for what's about Honestly, to happen. I don't think there's a better person. Yeah. Well, can you hit us with the nitro? <laughs> I am so glad you asked. Because <laughs> I've been waiting for this one for a long time. Okay. What happens when you take the writers for Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Barry, then mash them up with the production designer for Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, and Ghostbusters 2? You get an underappreciated classic of surrealist comedy and the best Dr. Seuss adaptation put to film yet. Upon its, released, uh, upon its release, it was bashed, panned and vilified by a community of film critics who could not, or rather, would not, give a Mike Myers-led fever dream a square deal. Oh yeah, baby, yeah! This is Mike Myers at his comedic peak, hot off the heels of Austin Powers, and just before getting ready to tell Lord Farquhar to get out of my swamp. This is Mike Myers' first foray into anti-capitalist filmmaking. It is a true gem of a picture that combines impossible said design and surprisingly mature humor to craft a genuinely enjoyable film and possibly the only truly faithful Dr. Seuss adaptation. That's right, I said it. <laughs> leave, the, leave that old bag of bones in the ground and tuck them in tight, because this is Bo Welch's world, baby. And did I forget to mention he brought Emmanuel Lebesky with him, too? Yep, before designing the cinematographic language of Quran and Inyaritu, he cut his teeth in Bo Welch's masterpiece. This has been a controversial subject around the studio for years, and we're finally taking it all the way to the top, the court of public opinion, and you are our jury for the occasion. But without further ado, we present our cases for The Cat in the Hat, 2003. How dare you bring up Emmanuel with us this early? Oh, Let's, we'll get he's the one it. that took the job. Yeah, <laughs> he needed one. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's start Let's start poking some holes in some things that Gio's already brought I'll up. let you start. Yeah. You can, you can bring up a few points, I'll bring up a few points, yeah. we'll kick it to Gio. You said Mike Myers peak. You're so wrong. This is actually his downfall. Uh, and that's okay. It's not. It's a misstep. Well, no, no, I no, wouldn't no. say it's a downfall. I would say it's a misstep. Aaron, Shrek. Let me finish. Go ahead. Okay. Mike Myers gets this role as a leading man. It is, as Geo said, vilified. Yeah, I mean, critically panned to a degree that studio films are rarely critically panned. Mike Myers does not get a leading role in a live action film for another five years. He gets a five year probation from Hollywood for this movie. He comes back with the second half of his downfall, The Love Guru, has not had a leading man role since in live action. He was one of the hottest commodities out there in the early two, late 90s, early 2000s. After Austin Powers. He's crushing it. This movie basically ruins his career. That's just Mike Myers. 
Let's move on to your director, Bo Welsh. Okay? Oh, no. Bo Welsh makes this movie. He doesn't direct anything else for 20 years. What's he been doing in those 20 years? Production designer. Relegated from director to production designer. He still has not made a movie since this movie came out. You think about that. Let's think about one of the most commonly known, uh, let's say, elements of this film, of its history. Dr. Seuss's wife. Whom, after seeing this movie, bans live-action adaptations of her husband's work Uh from ever being made Uh again because of how bad this was. Mm. This is a career low for pretty much anybody involved in it. Yeah. You said peak. The exact opposite is true. I I think that that really exemplifies how heavy we disagree on this. Because... I I think that Spencer dislikes it a little bit more than I do. Not by much, mind you. I'm I'm still of the mindset that this is a career low for most people. I wanna I wanna clear up some things first. I wanna clear up the things I don't mind about the film. Mind you, I didn't say that we're good about the film. I said that I don't mind. That you don't mind. I don't mind. Production design, pretty good, right? I, I think I think pretty good for Na- nauseating. Okay, let, okay, I'm getting mine out of the way because I know that you you're gonna want to. Let, I'm, him, I'm, let him talk. Yeah, let me. <laughs> th- I, let, I let you talk. Let yeah, me let talk. talk. Yeah, let right. me talk. Put, my notes Put your down. notes down. Put my notes down. Get relax. Okay, so so I think the production design very well fits him with Cat in the Hat books, Doctor Seuss style. I think that, I think fits him pretty well. Um, cinematography. It's okay. It's not bad. You we see hints of. The best cinematographer in the last 20 years, you know? We see hints of him squandered by the director, I think. I think we can all agree on that. I think one of my biggest points for the movie is something that Spencer already said. Uh, the director, not been given a, a movie. You know, that's not very... That doesn't happen very often. Mm. Usually you make one movie, even if it's dog shit. Even if it's fucking awful. They give you a couple more. Just because you've already done it. You've already... You've already directed a few projects, you know? It is what it is. I think that the biggest problem with this movie, I think the biggest problem I have with it is the direction. Mm. I think the direction is really poor. I think mm. that, because what, what Gio said is true, it has a lot of good pieces, a lot of good people that are working on it. And I think it fall, like what falls through the cracks is bringing all those things together. And that's the director's job. I think where, where like the, the sum of all of its parts is negative. But all those parts individually, I think, like, and it's proven with many other movies, is that they're very good. Emmanuel Lebesky, again, probably the greatest living cinematographer, mm. right? I, I, w- I would say, or modern mm. cinematographer, sorry. Okay. Modern, mm. Definitely my favorite. Definitely my favorite. Um, you know, production designer, like Edward Scissorhands, I, like the, those types of movies. I think that there are a lot better of examples of that style. I think Edward Scissorhands is very similar like like structured with the production design and stuff like that but i think the pieces are good i think it's when it comes together and i blame the directing for that i think the direction is piss poor in this movie mm. I, I think that is by far the biggest point and i i would love to hear your argument against the directing being bad because like i have so many examples of like uh like just the direction of the kids i i, I think that the kids are not like fucking awful actors i don't mm. think they're that bad in it but mm. i also think that they needed a lot more direction i think that mike myers needed to be reeled in a lot um i think that his performance is way over the top i don't think any of his jokes land 
Um, I think a few. Actually, I shouldn't say none of them. I, I think a few land the dirty hoe line pretty good. Uh, a few others. I think most of his jokes though lame, boring, not interesting. Put a percentage on how many hit. Um, I would say the two scenes as the dirty hoe scene probably, and then I like the the cooking bit. I think that was interesting. I think overall, I think that scene was interesting. I like that like he cut off his fucking tail. That was pretty cool. I think that I think those hit, and I think like you hit a few in between. So I'd say like maybe fifteen to twenty percent of the comedy hits, which pretty pretty bad when you're talking about Mike Myers, where he he has made three movies of three Austin Powers for movies where everything everything, yeah. everything hits, where yeah. everything hits in the entire movie. He's playing the same hammed up like a similar hammed up role. You're playing. You have a lot of like similarities between those movies where they're like ridiculously overcharacterized like versions of what actual people are in line with like Dr. Seuss and stuff. I think that the the director should have had a more active role. I think you give this project to another director, similar to like uh like Edward Scissorhands or something like that, I, I think it's a great movie. But I think the direction is what brought this movie down. Mm, Gio, Gio, I'll hand it over to you. Mm. Oh, very, very intriguing. <laughs> intriguing very very, good, very good choice of words. Intriguing opinions. Uh, let me start with you, Spence. Me? Let me start with you. Yes, let me start right. with you. Uh, you mentioned at the start that this was not Mike Myers' peak, uh, and I obviously tend to disagree. Let me tell you why. You tried to say that this was the beginning of his downfall. Mm-mm. I would say that this is where he rode the wave at the peak. He rode the wave after Austin Powers. You mentioned that he hadn't worked for five years until the love grew, right? Didn't I say he did not get a leading man live action role? Oh, you didn't that's say a live very, action. That's a very action. convenient choice of words, don't you think? Because I think during those five years, the man was creating one of the greatest animated pieces of the 2010s, well, 2000s, or Mike being Myers a part of Shrek. being a part of, right? Oh, he he brought the charisma. He brought some of the jokes, right? Just like he brought the jokes here. Listen, <laughs> just like he brought the jokes here. He was making one of the best animated films of the early 2000s, 2000s in general. And, of course, the man was riding that wave. He was at the top, at the peak, truly. Listen, just because a couple critics can't (laughs) fully comprehend or understand the movie isn't going to shy me away from my own opinion, right? Um, You ever heard of a little thing called Big Lebowski? I have. Vilified. Ah, panned. V- vilified? Panned. To the degree, the degree this No, movie. hey, listen, listen, listen. I let you talk. I <laughs> let, let talk. you talk. Let him talk, Spencer. I Jesus let Christ. you talk. I let you no gotta, slander on our side of the argument. You gotta control your emotions over there. Get your partner. I'm, hey. Get your partner. <laughs> Quiet. Quiet. Get your partner. Hey, come here. Listen. Come here. Little movie called Big Lebowski, but that's only one. That's only one of many, of many examples where a movie releases by, uh, hey, acclaimed crew casting crew right and it's not really well received on launch but over time it develops a cult following people start to understand it It was ahead of its time and that's where we find ourselves here you said that this wasn't mike myers to speak i disagree as presented uh you also brought up i believe uh i'm missing one here but let me skip over to uh the old bag of bones mrs seuss yeah she hated it she didn't like it. She even put the axe on any more live action, live action movies following that. Um, listen, this woman has no idea what comedy is. I'm sorry, <laughs> no idea what comedy is. She 
quite frankly, it was not made for her. And honestly, going back to the critics thing, I believe that this fell victim to that closed-minded perception of what a Dr. Seuss adaptation is, should be, or could be, right? Me, personally, in my opinion, adaptations don't owe shit to their source material. You know why? Because it's going to a new format. It's going into the hands of a new artistic direction and crew. Quite frankly, they don't know shit. Some, sometimes I agree with my opinion more. Sometimes I agree less. <laughs> of course, when it's closer to my heart. Dr. Seuss is an insanely popular author. Children's author, no less. So there's a lot of nostalgia, a lot of, lot of strong opinions, a lot of hard feelings with it. And honestly, as long as the director or the crew uh, here, Bo Welch, has vision, then honestly doesn't know shit to its, to its source material. And honestly, I agree with you there. Bo Welsh uh, executed on his vision as far as I am concerned. And that leads me to my next point, the direction. That's Aaron. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, remind me if I missed any of your arguments at the end. Please <laughs> hold end, your please. comments. At the end, uh, Aaron, you mentioned the direction. Uh, I would simply just disagree with you on uh, on Bo Welch not bringing everything together because I think he absolutely did. Uh, Bo Welch, obviously, his resume speaks for itself. This man knows how to create surrealist worlds. This man knows how to craft uh, a little thing called atmosphere, and that's where we find the cat in the hat strength. The atmosphere is everything. Everything from the abnormally tall doorways. Everything from the unrealistically clean buildings and landscapes, which go, which not only play a role in the atmosphere, but also play a role into the themes of the movie, which we can touch on later. And down to the meticulously planned outfits, uh, costume design we haven't even touched on, and you guys haven't even brought up, I wonder why. Uh, meticulously planned outfits worn by every, every cast member, even the extras. Uh, consisting only of complementary colors such as purple and green, or in the con- case of Conrad, orange. We can get into those uh, those undertones and nuances and why. Uh, but with all the eccentricity and chaos of a Looney Tunes cartoon, Bo Welch knew exactly what vibe this needed, exactly what direction this needed to go. And the viewer never feels like the abstract is out of place because the abstract is the norm. And... Bowatch could have easily played it safe, adjusting to the world of uh, to a world of a more toned down version of the Dr. Seuss universe as seen in other adaptations. <clears throat> but he instead used the book as a jumping off point, crafting a new narrative of his own vision. Mm-hmm. That is where the brilliance of Cat in the Hat shines through. Embodying every ounce of the spirit of Dr. Seuss's work by rejecting almost every guideline that could have been used for it. Sir, that is why Bo Welch has crafted a masterpiece here. Everyone involved gave it their all. Everyone. We can talk about the writing in a bit. But you say Bo Welch didn't bring all the pieces together. I completely disagree. Again, though, you're talking about individual points. Like, you're talking about the the you know the production design and how that like you know the the complementary colors the you know the the non-normal being the norm which mm-hmm. I, I understand that and I, I and again i think the production design on its own merit i think is very good mm-hmm. i think 
when you throw that in conjunction with Alec Baldwin's character, with uh, the mother character, that's right. with the with the children character, with like Mike Myers as uh, as the yes. cat in the hat, I, I don't I don't think that it it serves a general purpose to because I mean when you think about it, the kids and the mother are not that weird. Mm. There's nothing about the yes. nothing about the world is that weird, and I get that that's kind of the Doctor Who styles tackling, like. Like, uh, what, what is it? Like, normal, not normal themes, but like, uh, I don't want to say simplistic either, but like basic, basic level basic themes, themes. Yeah, in, sure, in, sure. in like a fantastical universe. You know, you have the Sneetches, you have mm-hmm. the, the Grinch, you have One Fish, yeah. Two Fish, Red Fish, yes, Blue Fish, whatever. Yes. You know, you have those. Um, I, I just don't think that the, like, I think if you want to take it to a weird place, right? Mm-hmm. You want to do surrealism, you want to oh. do stuff, you can't go the safe route of like Alec Baldwin's character I think Alec Baldwin's character exemplifies why I don't like this film at all really I think that Alec Baldwin's character does not fit into the story at all wow. and and the world especially wow. I, I don't think that I think that his character is written in a way where it's very one dimensional mm. and writ, written and projected very one dimensionally right uh-huh. he is the classic arch- archetype of a bad guy in a movie he yeah. is the I, I kind of stepdad. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, no, yeah. The, the intruding presence into yes, the exactly. family into the structure. family structure, and and like you know the the classic example of that. I don't think it fit into the story at all. I, I think that the mother character very similarly had one very simplistic goal in mind. Um, I think that the cat and the ha- I I do I do kind of appreciate uh, not not enjoy but I appreciate <laughs> where the cat in the hat comes in in that but again these are all themes and stuff that are in the book where it's like the you know the the normal i mean sure, obviously sure. like I mean, not yeah, yeah not not explicitly like the de- like the you know the extra parent character but i mean like the normal normal themes of the book yeah, are explored sure. i think that yes it was the book was a jumping off point i just think if you really want to get like weird with it let's get fucking weird with it uh-huh. I don't think I think that the movie needed to decide if it was going to be like a true adaptation of it, or let's take it fucking to left field. And I don't give a fuck if the if if Doctor Seuss's fucking lack of comedic wife, you know, if she doesn't want to yeah. make have them make movies anymore. Uh-huh. Let's take it. Let's get it fucking weird. Yeah. Like we have Mike Myers here. Yeah. Like let's get fucking weird. I, yeah, I think they, I, I would argue that they did. I thought I argue that they did because I think you know what they took the basic message. Of mm-hmm. the uh, book, which yeah. I mean, get, just boils down again. It's children's book. It just boils down to uh, a little rule breaking is fun, mm-hmm. but don't take it too but don't far. Take it too That's far. where we see yes. it, and obviously the mess of all messes yeah. and everything like that, and those themes. But you know what? I think he took that message and that basic, um, those basic artistic touches or those basic uh, whatever motifs of mm-hmm. a Dr. Seuss uh, book, and he. Just use them as a jumping off point, basically. But I don't think kind it of, did, I, think, I don't think that the themes go beyond that. I think it does. Are you kidding me? There's themes of... Okay, let's anti- talk about the themes. This, okay, the themes. I think, okay, the themes that I see, at least, are themes yeah. of anti-capitalism and non-conformity. Non-conformity. I agree with the non-conformity. I, I've heard the anti-capitalism argument before. I don't buy it. That's in the whole world building. That's in the whole world building. That's it. the whole reason why the other characters, everyone but the cat, right? Everyone, mm-hmm. think about everyone but the cat at the start of the movie. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that the cat doesn't come in for the first 17 minutes, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't come in for the first 17 minutes. It's because they're doing an insane amount of character introduction, um, mm-hmm. world building, narrative, and setup. 
And basically, when we get introduced to Anvil, it's like the narration, obviously gets revealed later, it's the cat, but the narration that it's like, um, oh, it's uh, a place like any other, not too not too uh, fun or whatever, not too, yeah, blah, blah, you have yeah. all those things, and then you get introduced to the whole world of Anvil, everyone's like the same. Then, what's the first scene? The Humber Flube scene, right? Mm-hmm. What, and then what do we see, right? This germaphobic, insanely germaphobic man, uh, kind of ahead of his time. This was pre-COVID, remember? That's true, yeah. Kind of ahead of his time in that respect. <laughs> but this time. insanely germaphobic man, the first thing we see is him uh, presenting a new employee and the employee going in for a nice gesture of a handshake. And boom, mm-hmm. right Fire there. Right there. Fired. Fired. Which basically means that if you stand out in any way, if you don't conform in any way to this society and this rule structure, then you're out. Any sort of standing out, any sort of individuality is frowned upon, if not vilified. You know why? And then, boom, that leads into the introduction of Joan's character. Joan, Mr. Mr. Humberflu began. We see the all-green suit, everyone else kind of in the same color schemes, the purple, the green, the brown uh, color scheme. But Joan, the only one wearing all pink, all pink outfits, showing that she doesn't really fit into this Mm -hmm. world. She doesn't fit into this structure. And Mr. Humblefoop goes in. What is he worried about? He's worried about appearances. Mm-hmm. Keep your house clean. clean yeah. He's worried about Because if you stand out in any way, if you don't conform in any way, you are vilified, you are ostracized. That's the jumping off point. That's why everything is so clean, so tidy, so everything fits in. His, production, his, his experience as a production designer allowed him to bring the environment, the costumes, and the sets, everything bring it together to serve the purpose of the themes because you know what again this is dr seuss think about grinch it's these are basic stories these are jumping off points that he uses Mm -hmm. to now think now say bigger things now say okay take this message how do we expand it what does it entail what does it mean for like a more modern world what does it mean and that that's where we get introduced to sally to um to conrad of course sally is the living embodiment of basically being indoctrinated into that level of conformity mm-hmm. right she to like a comedic level where she's doing that you know she's doing the list yeah you know she she's making, asking for yeah, yeah she's making stuff. yeah she's asking for more rules right mm-hmm. and then conrad obviously he's uh in that same vein obviously of being a little boy where he's trying to basically do everything uh opposite everything opposite yeah right because he's trying to break out of those things he's trying like he's mm-hmm. just trying to do the complete opposite and of this world structure like things exactly because yeah. you think i mean he did all that in the beginning again this is just the introduction this is just the introduction yeah. he did all that in the beginning just to slide down the stairs right he didn't need to make all that mess all the yeah. popcorn right he could just slid, slid down just like the cat does later after he gets introduced mm-hmm. he could have just slid down but he wanted to do more because he wants to break out of it he, anything that he can to almost even make a mark on the world to, to yeah. show you know to not conform to this system before it gets uh, indoctrinated so much and then obviously the mom comes back um, uh, obviously like um, punishes him blah blah mm-hmm. blah and then that's where the setup comes in and you see uh, again what this movie does is embodying certain vibes for lack of a better term or certain um, feelings where we see the, obviously the shot of Sally and Conrad on the rainy day looking out the mm-hmm. window again remember before phones you would have had to just sit around if it was a rainy yeah, day. You would have yeah, had to sit around. Think about how bored anything, you are, yeah. right? And then obviously the the fish gets introduced and everything. I, I just think that the like the themes that you're talking about. I, again, I I don't like I'm I'm not gonna touch on like the capitalistic like aspect because like I I just I don't see it. I know that people see it and I I don't buy it. I think there's better movies to exemplate that. But again, the nonconformity stuff totally get the nonconformity. Like I, I that is the main theme that I get throughout the entirety of this movie right um i think there are 
better movies that like that explain that theme. You know what I mean? Like so for for example, I was just thinking off the top. Um Clockwork Orange. Okay. And um Edward Scissorhands. Okay. And I think a scene that really exemplifies that better than how this movie handles it uh-huh. in Edward Scissorhands specifically is do you remember the scene where he he's just cutting hair, yeah, right? Yeah, he's just cutting and then he um and then they go to the bank for a loan. Uh-huh. And they're like you need to do. You need to get the car. You need to pay off the car. You need to get the house. Pay off the house, and then you can. We can give you a business loan, yeah. et cetera. And all the like the like the hiccups uh-huh. that this non like traditional yeah. like person that grew up in a non traditional way uh-huh. like totally against the norms, yeah. et cetera. How the how it's handled in that universe, mm-hmm. I think is just so much more interesting than being personified by Mike Myers making bad jokes. Mm. You know, I think that. The, the themes of nonconformity are, are interesting in and of itself. Again, uh, like the segments of the movie are interesting, but when, when, you, when you layer it on with the performances that I think are all pretty lackluster, mm. um, I, I think w- like w- when you take those themes, you take the, the cinematography, the production design, um, and, and, and I will give you the, the production design kind of does lead into the themes, but I don't think any other anything else does. There's no... None of the cinematography is shows any um, any like uh, like nonconformity, like n- none of those themes. I mean, if you have well, an example, I mean, go, yeah, go but ahead. I mean, go no, ahead. no. I, the example is the fact that it doesn't. I'm what I'm saying is the oh, not re- what I haven't said, but going off of that, you say mm-hmm. that the the cinematography doesn't show it. I actually would disagree. I think the cinematography is doing just enough serviceable because the the world itself, the world building itself or like the the sets everything already is showing that you don't need to do now like dutch angles you don't need to go into the full expressionist mm-hmm. mode because that's not really where any of the um not themes but like any of the motifs kind of derive from now you're just kind of hodgepodging things this is more of a very kind of one one um one vision like this like all the sets already service that the cinematography now just has to do its job of presenting that of presenting all these things you know what i mean yeah, it doesn't I mean, have to do anything crazy you know what i mean like they just do uh enough you know yeah what I, mean? I mean it's it's serviceable cinematography but i'm saying like if you want to if you want to make a movie mm. that i think and that or like that i think is in my like top 25 movies of all time okay. which this movie is in for yours right yeah yeah i think all of the all of the pieces for me need to be cohesive at mm. least. They don't all need to be explaining the the themes. They don't all need to be standout like performances. Like not everything needs to be a ten out of ten for it to be a top movie for me, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. I think plenty of movies sure. in my top ten don't have that. But I think this movie just feels like be, because they're so like disconnected. Mm. It feels it feels very disjointed watching it. I think that. The, like, what, what what's an example of, like, like the, you, you go ahead, if you have something else, go ahead. What I wrote, because I had this down before, and you kind of mm-hmm. touched on it, is that it doesn't feel even like a movie. It feels no. like just a series of failed sketches that are just put in there. Mm-hmm. That don't, I mean, you're just, mm. uh, there's, it doesn't really feel like there's much of a storyline, not much of a through line going Again, there. to the direction, to the point yeah. of direction, is like, you're, you're meant to... As a director, take the script. Even if the script is not cohesive at all, you need to find ways to splice it together. Figure out how to get from point A to point B. Continue, sorry. 
Yeah, and I, I feel that same way. And I, I mean, you touched on a lot of things, so I wanted to say, like, you mentioned the performances. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there was a single good performance mm-hmm. in this movie. I would even argue for a lot of this cast, because there's a lot of talented people working on this. Sure, sure. Yeah. Probably career lows. I mean, mm-hmm. Michael Myers and Alec Baldwin publicly said how much they regret it. Uh, Alec Baldwin didn't even promote it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Hayes, um, Hubber Flu. Hubber I've seen Flew. him in some other things. Far better in those than mm-hmm. he is in here. Never seen him. Um, that's why I can't attest. But he was in Scrubs. Was like what character? One or two. He was. In, I think season one played Nick. It was like the hot shot. Intern. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. I remember. It was really good. Yeah, he. I remember yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember it like super well, but I do remember it. Yeah. Like you know. Uh, Spencer Breslin, you said the child actor performances, you didn't see anything particularly egregious about him. I'm gonna disagree. Uh, okay. Spencer Breslin is the guy. Um, Cur- Curtis, if yeah. you will. Curtis, if you will. Curtis. Curtis. His name is, yeah. Real name As is, we know him. Not head elf <laughs> material. Not he- head elf material at all. No. No, 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 no. we've already established we, this. We've, we've yeah. talked we've, about we've, it enough. Yeah, I just wanted to, We've you know. covered that ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, doing a real disservice to the, the Spencer name, honestly. Um, it's a damn shame. Yeah, he wins uh, at the Stinkers and the Razzies' worst performance of the year. Uh, Stinkers, they actually named the they named the award after him, uh, which I thought was a little mean because he's a child. <laughs> damn, that's fucked up. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, yeah. There has been far worse performances than him. Yeah, I don't think he was that bad. Uh, I think he was bad, but I don't think he was that the bad. The girl is Dakota Fanning, who actually has Very good had a good career, was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So I would even argue for her, even though she's a kid in here. Career low, because she went on to do really good things. I don't know, World War of the Worlds, she's pretty bad into. Mm. I'm unfamiliar mm. with that one. It's the Tom Cruise one, you know. <laughs> Tom Cruise was great. He had a weird era. It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was an alright movie, but she's really bad in it. Yeah, they, they, they're not, these scenes are not well connected. Like, so much no. of the movie is, like... That's why it feels disjointed. Yeah. I feel like I was just watching, like, a worst of Mike Myers' SNL, is what mm. I felt like I was watching. <laughs> like, it wasn't even just, like, sketches. It was just bad sketches. I, I think that with the context of Mike Myers and how funny, like, I know he can be, mm-hmm. I think that's what really bogs down this movie Wayne's for me. Wayne's World, dude. Wayne's World. He made Wayne's World. He made, he made Wayne's World. He made the Austin Powers movie. Even like the worst ones, even the worst scenes in that, I think are better than, than the this best movie. scenes. Here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I completely yeah. disagree with you on the acting performances. Honestly, I mean, to me, anyone that says the child actors, let's just focus specifically on the child actors. Mm-hmm. Then I'll hit on. Uh, I'll touch on Joan and we'll okay. uh, on Alec and 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 Mike in terms of the acting <laughs> performances. Anyone that says the child actors are There's bad. No are putting, I'd say, that they aren't that anyone that says they aren't putting any emotion, right? They aren't bringing any uh, character mm-hmm. to their characters per se. Are trying to cherry pick, I think, a couple of uh, of the uh, like, say, like the two emotional scenes that pop up in the mm-hmm. movies, basically where you know you had to be where you have to play sadness while, yeah, you know, play sadness, but ignoring the rest of the movie where you play other emotions, excitement, happiness, yeah. uh, joy, blah, blah, blah. The, the physicality in these kids' performances. I mean, you're totally overshadowing or like totally overlooking, say, like the scenes with the, um, the Denise's party. Denise's uh-huh. party scene, right? She has that little sad scene. Yeah, I get it. You know, maybe you can think about the delivery of like the, when she's like, oh. Everyone's here. But blah, again, blah. that, that but felt like a... Never come back to it. Yeah, you but don't come back to that. You do. But you do. That's the whole... That's yeah. the whole... Like, that's her whole learning arc. She's... 
she's uh, 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 I won't get too far from the main point, but yeah. she's realizing in that moment that uh, again going back to those conformist like themes like mm-hmm. those being she's in that like bossy kind of attitude bossy yeah. structure right ultimate like the, you know don't talk about it blah blah but that ultimately pushes away everyone yeah. pushes away everyone now she's seeing that for the first time in actuality seeing like oh you know what this I'm actually isolating myself I'm actually uh, pushing ev- anyone that I could potentially have a connection anyone have a connection with right anyone I, I don't you don't get to see any, um, whatever she doesn't she sees that, right? And then that kind of goes through the rest of the movie, say, like, in her journey. Because um, that's more of a... That's more of her secondary arc. The mm-hmm. main, again, is this brother and sister combo. That goes back to the, the book. Mm-hmm. You know, that goes back to the book. This brother-sister dynamic, yeah. which act, which is the main thing that gets developed throughout the throughout the story, again, as uh, on their little adventures together. You guys say that the movie doesn't feel connected, feels disjointed. I mm-hmm. would completely disagree with that. I think... It hits every single beat. Again, you have the 17-minute introduction before the cat comes in. Mm-hmm. Then the cat comes in. You have the great uh, dance or like fun, the fun musical scene. Blah blah. I thought that we'll was excellent. I thought that was excellently <laughs> uh, done with all the choreography, all the special effects, the the flares, the costumes, blah mm-hmm. blah, the jokes. I really enjoyed that. And then after that, uh, you get introduced to the fish. Um, there's a whole thing with them, but uh, after that. Then you go into the contract scene again, another nonconformity. You go into the you go into the cook off the cupcake inator that sets up the what the mess right. That's where the beginning of the mess mm-hmm. comes in. That sets up that allows uh, a good foundation for the comedy that then pulls in again the famous dress scene. Come on, it was it was ruined when she bought it. You know what I mean? Come I'm on, saying. guys. Come on, guys. You know, come on. You know, you laugh. Can we talk come about on, you laugh. Laugh. Yeah. You laugh. You laugh. I laughed at it. Listen, listen. I laughed at it. Listen, 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 listen. Let me let, let me get to it and I'll. Yeah, it's I'll not a good you. joke. Let me get let me get to it and let you oh, guys. Let's go. And then after that, boom, we go into um, bringing in the things because he wants to clean the messes, right? Then the things just create more messes. Again, going mm-hmm. back to the playoff of what does Conrad do? He doesn't listen. Oh, he does mm-hmm. the opposite of what uh, of what everyone tells him. Same just as the things. Then he gets to see kind of a reflection of that. That's kind of his play in there. And then, yeah. boom, what, what happens? The lock, he takes off the lock. that He kind of already mm-hmm. knew that was going to happen. Lock gets on Nevins. That's how they get into the rest of the world. That's where they get to Denise's party. Yep, that's yep. where they get into the, um, to the slow vehicle. Uh, that's where they get into, obviously, Alex Baldwin's character now coming out and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then, boom, coming back to the mother of all messes. Right? So that all... I, I, I completely get... disagree with it being disjointed. I think more so... All it needed was that clear framework because you start adding anything else. I mean, it's just where well, you're totally miss, you totally getting away from the main points. Again, it's the whole vehicle is Mike Myers's comedy and this um, this whole world that Bo Welch is able to craft here. Again, that's why I don't understand. I really don't understand where everyone says that like the care that the actors didn't play well because I think the entire roles, all of the roles were physicality, even down to Jones. I mean, uh, Joan. I think her most powerful scene was something more subtle. I think it was after the big, like, oh, uh, I wish I had a different mom. Oh, I sometimes I wish the same thing. She goes out of the house. That little, like a pause. That little pause, like maybe go back in and 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 reconcile with with her child. But then she looks at the time, at the time, right? Yeah. And then that goes back into those sub, the the subtext of the not of the anti capitalism, the nonconformity. She's more worried about this more child about than than yeah, exactly. And then that's what pulls her away. Right after just only being back home for a couple seconds, regardless, again, that's just her. That's the side character. Alec Baldwin brings the physicality, I think, personally, 
I could touch on a couple examples. I won't. But going back to the kids, again, it's all the physicality. Uh, I think the only things that they didn't play well, really, was just the sadness. The sadness scenes. I yeah. think everything else, which was the other 90% yeah, of the, the kids movie, were, like, egregious. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get the point where they're, like, like terrible. I think that Alec Baldwin and the mother and Mike Myers were far worse than the child actors. Mm. I think the child actors were serviceable for what they were supposed to do in the story. Mm. They're basically just, like, devices to, like, you know, for you to experience the antics of uh-huh. the cat in the hat, yeah. right? I mean, that's yeah. really all Exactly. And, and I think, the lessons, and I think, of and I think honestly, personally, I think Mike Myers bringing that grown-up humor along with, obviously, the writers, because mm-hmm. uh, that was the main thing, but uh, I know Mike Myers obviously did a lot of his own jokes, because he has his own style and his own uh, way of working or whatever, uh, yeah. but by having that grown-up humor, I think... Because uh, some people can say like, oh, it makes it more childish, it makes it more dated. I yeah. completely disagree. I don't. I don't think it makes it more childish. Uh, you make it funnier for more people. I think you expand the thing. Because I think the the children's movies that work the best are the ones that, that don't talk down, yeah. that don't talk down, that respect the audience, respect the intelligence of the audience, and that's what these gro- this grown up humor is doing. It's modernizing the dialogue. It doesn't make it more dated. And again, it lets it appeal to wider audiences, respects their intelligence, and yeah, and letting you enjoy it as it gets older. Because again, that's why I still enjoy it. That's why I'm still, if it was like fucking um, anything that was just like for kids, right? I obviously, that was like, that's the whole framework of it. That's how it's presented for kids, but it's for everyone, right? If it was something else, I can't really think of a movie that's just kids, kids, but you know, it wouldn't date, it wouldn't age as well. I would, I would look back and like, hmm. That wasn't that wasn't it. I think to me the the structure what what I have a problem with in the structure is that it feels like okay how are we gonna get to the, have them outside and have this scene that's important to the to the movie. Mm. I, I feel like that that's how it feels that's why it fe- or that's how it feels disconjointed to me where it's like okay we have this scene we have this scene we have this scene and we have this scene mm-hmm. how do we get from this scene to this scene and then this scene to this scene. You know what I mean? And I think that that's... It almost feels like they wrote scenes individually and then had to write... It's like the the Transformers 2. Mm -hmm. You guys ever heard about that? Where it's like Michael Bay was like annoyed that he didn't have a script for Transformers 2. And he just went out and filmed shit. Mm -hmm. And like in Egypt. He went to Egypt and filmed a bunch of shit. And they were like, how the fuck are we going to get to Egypt? Like, (laughs) we're in America. And then they have to invent teleportation immediately in the thing. You know? I I think it boils down to that where... I don't know what the writing structure was like for them. Uh, that's just what it feels like. Uh-huh. Like it, it, that. Yeah. The, I, I don't think there's a necessarily like an argument to be made either way on mm-hmm. it. I'm just saying, like to me, watching that movie, my experience with watching movies from a critical standpoint and also making mm-hmm. like things, it yeah. feels disjointed. Because there's there's plenty of times where me and Spencer made stuff and we had to, you know. Uh, fuck, how are we going to get to this scene? Because we, like, don't have access to doing something or whatever, you know? And you just have to, like, make that decision. Like, and that's okay, but, you know, it, it's not exactly where you wanted the vision to be. Yeah. And and I think that Spencer can talk more on this. Um, but the script for me, I think that's a problem with the script. I think that, I think that the script is just bad. I think it's, I think along with the direction, I think the direction and the script are really bad. I think everything else has its moments and is, but is... I guess yeah, has uh-huh. moments is mediocre. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly where you guys can can bring me into uh, what you guys see as being better 
in The Grinch, mm. which is obviously the other the other live action adaptation of Doctor Seuss. You guys can bring me into what you yeah. guys see because I personally see this as being better. But okay. I want to I want to hear exactly why you guys think that The Grinch is doing uh every, anything or everything points. better yeah, than Cat it. in the Hat. Let's think about this. All right, first of all, on the script point mm-hmm. and the writer's point that you brought up uh, mm-hmm. in the Nitro. Mm-hmm. Of us three, I'm the actual biggest fan of these writers. Yeah, Alec yeah. Berg worked on Seinfeld, yeah. worked on Curb, co-created Barry. Boom. Big fan yep. of all those shows, seen all three. Jeff Schaefer was a co-writer here who also created The League, mm-hmm. show I love. Boom. Hilarious. Yeah. Barry. So I really like these guys. Yep. Um, the script was terrible. I, I didn't like, I didn't like any, the, any of the jokes. Wow. The either. Universal Studios joke, I actually was like, I don't know if I could keep watching this movie like it was, that was so fucking bad hilarious that, was, that goes back to the anti-capitalism so oh that was terrible <laughs> horrible i thought it was awful horrible wow. it's it felt like a marvel movie joke scrap like that was so much full better. breaks it's literally the same the joke, joke that we just saw in ginger dead when the guy makes the movie thing and then looks at the camera it's that the was completely joke. different that was completely different i mean it's in a different context where he is supposed supposed to be breaking the third the, the fourth third, wall the fourth wall whatever yeah. it is and then, um, but, and I get that, it still doesn't make it any better. I, I think that if you're looking at scenes like that that Spencer just brought up, and scenes like, like Mike Myers, you still have to be critical of them even when they're in movies that you enjoy. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like a catch-all. It's like, uh, there's, it's the reason why I can still have negative things to say about good movies, and sure, good things sure. to say about bad movies, you yeah, know? Of course. It's, like, you, I, I, I have a certain level of, I guess just because, like, we're, me, me and Spencer, to an extent, I feel like we're all like filmmakers to an extent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and and film critics to an extent. Uh, even though I don't like that term, I think that term's <laughs> stupid. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I think that uh, we have like a responsibility to be like honest about yeah. about or, or to look at ourselves critically as well yeah. while we're watching these movies and going, did I enjoy? Like I don't think that Empire Strikes Back is probably like number five on my like top ten yeah, movies sure, of all time. Sure. It's nowhere near the top ten best movies ever made. You know what I mean? There's I can list a thousand problems with it, okay. like a, a thousands of them. Yeah. But I, I think that even though I enjoy that movie, I can still point out those those critical points, and I find points in that movie that are similar in other movies. I'm like, oh, that's fucking terrible and yeah. dog shit, and that sure. makes the movie bad. Yeah. I think that's what Spencer means. It's yeah. like it's yeah. it's. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that that scene grinds to all. You have to admit it. It breaks up the structure of that so bad because it's like literally they're driving. the The background stops. Everything stops. It's like Universal Studios. Whatever he says. That's I, a, that's I, a joke. I, I mean, I I personally I, I totally agree with you on like you have to be critical to mm-hmm. to your favorite movies, and I do have critiques on this one. Yeah, uh, yeah, as a matter of yeah. fact, but that's not one of them. Honestly, that joke okay. I find I find pretty funny. Honestly, and that's fair. I, since uh, since I was a kid, since, even now watching it, I even grinding it, even it grinding to a halt. But even mm-hmm. now, honestly, I enjoy it even more because now I can see it through that lens of the subtext that it's trying to present again mm-hmm. the, the anti-capitalist themes yeah. obviously like it's like it, it's a wink it's a joke Universal Studios Arch Ching blah 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 it's yeah. like it, it's like oh you know you know, it's an ad in a movie right it's not meant to be taken literally honestly I think the joke landed for me and then boom plays into the oh my eyes are closed blah blah the barf bag thing and then there was another yeah. barf bag joke I think um, before but that was in the car mm-hmm. uh, it kind of it doesn't really play off that but it's a similar similar effect yeah 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 uh, I, and I think that like Talking about the script because obviously that's like kind of where we're leaning into right now. Mm. Um, it, it's it's a really hard thing to argue if something's funny or not. You know, mm, yeah, it's, exactly, it's a very, exactly, exactly. It's a very it's subjective. a very subjective yeah. point. Um, I mean, there there have been 
like scenes where we'll talk about like something that's really funny and then the other person won't. I think that me and Spencer have a really similar like comedic uh, like lexicon sensibility. J- just because like we've we've grown up watching a lot of the similar stuff. We've wrote scripts together. Grew up on, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We grew up together, and like we we like specifically like watch shows together and stuff. And 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 I feel like you and I, Geo, have a very similar one as well. Um, but yeah, that, that's what's like so interesting about this whole dilemma of why yeah. why you are so passionately adamant about like mm-hmm. this movie being good, and then me and Spencer like disliking it. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, but uh, oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Well, so we have a, we have, we have an outstanding question, Geo, that we have to add, yeah. answer. Please. And then I have oh, a sorry, yeah. Please, no, yeah. Sorry. I was about to bring it back because I, I, <laughs> yeah. I do want to talk about it because I think it's genuinely interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, but before we leave the script one, I have a question for Gio. Yeah, okay. Because I, I really like Alec Berg. Yeah, I yeah. really like Alec Berg and I really like Jeff Schaefer. The anti capitalist argument to me is lunacy. I, I think there's zero shot that they, I think they're just doing jokes. Yes. I think there's, so I want to ask you this. In some crazy world where I can get Alec Berg and Jeff Schaefer in a room, yeah, and they told you, yeah, we had we never even thought of anti-capitalist stuff. It's just jokes and bits. Okay, I think okay. that's. How I think, does that change your perception? Before, before you answer, I want to preface that with, I there are plenty of movies where you can extrapolate extra themes just because the director and a writer didn't intend it to be. Yeah, that's that's what like, there's is that how you plenty. Yeah, of, that is actually exactly how I approach it. Um, yeah. Again, I mean, it being that perception, whether they were intended or not. Um, doesn't really matter to me. Uh, again, this is uh, where we get to the thing about art when you present art. Going into traditional art, right, like a painting, a sculpture, anything like that, uh, artists might have an idea of what they like, what they're trying to convey in it. Some more mm-hmm. obvious, some less, some more subtextual, right? Uh, that you kind of just like read into the strokes or whatever it may be that they might be conveying. But as soon as soon as you, as you put it. it out, as soon as you release yeah. it. It is no longer yours. It could be interpol- It can be interpolated any other exactly, way. It yeah. depends on who sees what. That is exactly why. And other things, I can't see certain subtext. Other things, I might be able to uh, see others, whether they were intended or not. Right? It doesn't. It does not matter. Movies. We have a different perception of them because we don't necessarily always see them in that light, in that same context, in that same vein. When you're in an art gallery everyone's interpretation you stay at a thing for an hour everyone's interpretation is going to be different 100%. even though others other like art other pieces are going to be more obvious than others uh think about a banksy piece versus say like um um uh what's it called a uh, monet or like a um you know uh the i forgot the the paint splatter guy anyways uh or oh, like a, a, a fucciani yeah. or you know i mean like any of those uh yeah. like a lucio fontana any of those guys we don't see them in that light but it's an, it's the same exact thing. It's pre- it's creating a thing of art. You don't know exactly how it's going to perceive. Even if even the guys that made fucking uh, Maverick, Top Gun Maverick, they did not know exactly how it was going to be perceived. You can have a good idea. You can have a great idea. Or but the original Top Gun, where with like the the homosexual, the homosexual undertone. undertone. No shot they even remotely no thought shot. anyone was going to pick up on that. No shot. There's but no absolutely, way. that is in the court of public opinion and the public <laughs> no, perception. I I think that there's no way to watch that movie without thinking that absolutely. it's there's there's homosexual absolutely. Like, overtones. Absolutely. As soon as you, there as soon as you release way. it, as soon as you release it, it becomes, it becomes, uh, a, a, it becomes a, a public domain, and now it yeah. can be interpolated in any way 100%. possible. Whether they said it or not, it would not affect any of my of my thoughts about the about what it's saying or what what tones might be getting conveyed, what subtext, what nuances get. And, and I think like if there's any lesson to, like, 
I don't know, to extrapolate from this episode of the podcast. I think mm-hmm. that's a really good one is um, I, I think that we all love movies, obviously. And I think that it would be really hard for you to watch this podcast if you didn't <laughs> yeah. love movies, at least oh, yeah. to like a similar extent to oh, like, yeah. or in a similar way that we love movies. Maybe not as much, but uh-huh. like you love movies in a similar yeah. way. Yeah. But I, I think that's really like the, the beautiful part about it. And like we can say here and argue a bunch about this, but... And, and, and the, the reason why we're arguing so passionately is because usually our opinions line up pretty well. Oh, yeah. Like, there pretty is well. there is hardly ever a movie that is this divisive. And I okay. think that's why it's become such, like, a cultural phenomenon <laughs> in our friend group. Oh, yeah. Is that it's just, like, it's it's almost a beautiful thing that we disagree this much. Uh, yeah. It. You know what I Truly. mean? Like, Truly. it's, it's yeah. so interesting. Truly. But anyway, we need to get back to the Grinch. the Grinch. We need to get back to the Grinch. Hold that picture. Let me get in the right Okay, way. sorry, sorry. Let me... On that guy. Sorry. He, he, just pulled up, he just pulled up the, the two-film two collection. collection. <laughs> the two-film DVD collection of the Grinch I think it's and the, the Cat in the Hat. I think it's the Blu-ray. Oh, it's no, the Blu-ray? No, it's, it's the DVD. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, out of stock. Yeah. Out of stock. You cannot get this. Yeah, no, it's tough. You gotta be that. Why do I like the Grinch... I wouldn't even say I'm, like, the biggest Grinch fan. I don't think it's in my top five Christmas movies. It's probably not in my top ten either, but it's a good movie. I like it. Uh, I I enjoy it. I obviously don't enjoy Cat in the Hat. Where are the differences? Number one, to me, Jim Carrey's performance leaps and bounds better than Mike Myers. Far better. Far better. And I think we'd all agree Jim Carrey's a better actor than Mike Myers. I think that Truman Show. Uh, no, no, no. I, he has better examples. He has better examples. I think you need to look at it in a comedic sense. We've never seen Mike Myers in a very serious role. He doesn't. Similar to Truman Show or um, yeah. the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I like Jim Carrey. I think he's probably one of, like my top ten favorite actors of all time. Fair. Um, but I, I think that it's unfair to yeah. to to rate them against each yeah. other. It's it's the different person now. Just real quick, I, I'm gonna let you get back to it. But um, again, um, we don't we just don't have any examples of that. Think about but think about Inglorious Bastards. How you perform that? Obviously, that was small. that was a very yeah. small, very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were still subtle comedic gestures yeah, yeah, in that, and he course. was still playing a totally different character. None of, of his comedy was in that. Yeah. But regardless, we just have not seen him in that vein. He doesn't choose that. I don't I don't agree. I think he should have. But that's just me. I Everyone's personal. I would not have mind. But I, obviously, no, different personalities. Jim Carrey w- wanted to break out of that that thing. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yep. Anyways, doesn't mean that anyway. either the, that Mike Myers didn't have that ability though. Also, shout out to Quentin Tarantino for being like, I'm going to make a Nazi movie. I'm going to cast Mike Myers in it because he recognizes. The <laughs> um, but yeah, All I right. do think Jim Carrey as the Grinch was far better than Mike Myers as the Cat in the Hat. I like that they used CGI more sparingly in. That too. CGI was not yeah. good at the time. You have to admit, CGI did not look. That's good. Well, that was one of my critiques. I was going to bring it up later. I do. Yeah, you get less CGI mm-hmm. in the Grinch. I like the sets better in that one. I think the sets in the Grinch, but but then again, they're just different. You know, <laughs> I, different. I like yeah, them better. Different. I like them better personally because it's Christmas Eve. You know, yeah. whatever. I think the makeup and stuff is better in the Grinch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also like it's less used in the kind of that so yeah. it's kind of a null argument uh-huh. but I think one thing that really made the cat the hat feel dated to me and and the Grinch to some extent as well um, the sound effects fucking hate mm. it I can't stand it okay. I cannot stand it like it's it's um, I think it's just something that I dislike personally um, but I think the cat in the hat did it a lot worse uh-huh. Um, I think that they have just fuck random sound effects. Yeah. It sounds like a fucking Johnny Test episode. You actually touched on <laughs> you know two, I mean? like basically my two critiques of the film yeah. was the CGI and the, um, and the sound and effects. The sound effects. Yeah. Uh, that you actually just said, uh, yeah, that, those are my two 
critiques yeah. of the I think it, I think it was in, I, whoever fucking did the mixing and the like sound effects for this movie. I'd say yeah. both no, of them actually. No, yeah. Like the Grinch too. I, I want that clear. The Grinch also did not do a good job of this. Yeah. Like no. but comparing them, I think they both fall into that trap of we're adapting a cartoon slash book uh, like in a surrealist like you know light mm. into the into like the real world. Those are not needed. We don't need fucking. No, Ooh. no, yeah, well, like yeah. in the fucking background. Yeah, no. Fuck off. No, like stop. No. It's it, no, it's crazy. Yeah, no, you, you said it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think just touching on the makeup real quick because I think that's a, a bit of a, a smaller point that I have to, yeah, to yeah, speak yeah. on uh, and then go into the main performances. But mm-hmm. I think, like you said, like the makeup and special effects themselves were just less used in Cat in the Hat because you remember yeah. in the Grinch, it wasn't just the Grinch. Every one Everyone of the people had were, the nose and, and they had. Yeah. If you notice, they had the same exact makeup as Think One and Think Two. The same exact yeah, one. The no similar. lips, the little thing nose. Yeah. The only one was um, the little girl, whatever the little girl. And she was really good. Yeah. And she, why do you? Th- yeah. And why is she like the cutest one? Because she's the only one that doesn't have that little yeah, yeah, that little like makeup. That was intentional, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know, they played into the into the book, blah blah, blah and they wanted her to stand out apart from the crowd. Absolutely. Anyways, yeah. but uh, that's just on the makeup. No, I think it was just less used, so now it looks a bit more of course, abnormal yeah. and a bit more like yeah. I don't know, but uh, again, I think going to Jim Carrey's performance again. I, I don't put I don't put Jim Carrey above Mike Myers. I think there because we have to think about it in context. There was a time when Mike Myers ruled the fucking world, and it was at this and it was at I the agree. around the same time as Jim Carrey. They were on that same level. Mm-hmm. All right, Jim Carrey gets like this whole recognition for the Grinch, and just to go into my main point, everyone argues that I guess Mike Myers doesn't bring any real character to the cat. He doesn't kind of inhabit the costume as much as Jim Carrey. And that is another that's thing. another argument yeah. and that's what I'm about to touch on <clears throat> that's what I'm about to touch on excuse me really fast. I think just touching on the character aspect just of the Grinch versus Cat in these two films, I think a serious downfall or a serious oversight uh, from Bo Welch and crew is the non-inclusion of a background, a flashback of the cat. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between the setup, story-wise, and structure, plot structure of the Grinch versus the Cat in the Hat. Flashback. There is a flashback for the Grinch that allows you to sympathize with the character. We have the little kid. You can, you can, mm-hmm. uh, you can say, you can say if you liked it or not. But you have the kid. You sympathize him. You have a motivation now for the character that adds mm-hmm. something that you can see why this character is doing something. Obviously, I know actually why the um, uh, reminding myself why they didn't include a flashback is because. The cat is meant to be this force of chaos, this force yeah. of anarchy, kind of like come out of nowhere, right? He's coming even from a full another dimension, right? Yeah. So giving him background kind of maybe might might um, take away from that. But I think uh, it would have actually serviced it if it would have been, I don't know how it would have been done, but I think it would have serviced it because I think that's the main difference between why people sympathize more with the Grinch or like might um, value or like, uh, you know, like Jim Carrey's performance with the Grinch versus the cat. Uh, uh, before uh, versus Mike Myers with the cat. That's character wise, but performance wise, I think Jim Carrey's comedy does is obviously more physical in the face. He has that whole thing. That's obviously does, unique yeah. to him. So now he's able to perform through the prosthetics way more 
than Dan Mike. Mike, because Mike Myers comedy is less, I guess, facially physical, maybe more performative. But that's, that's why true, it plays yeah. in with the cat because he's a force cast. They, he, he performs more mm-hmm. physical, blah blah, and then like the 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 verbal jokes, just like of like the you know mature humor, you know whatever, like the the zingers, blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. That is more conducive to him. Jim Carrey's comedic performance is generally a lot in the face. Uh, yeah. he's, he has that physical like face, so it's able to it's able to shine character through the prosthetics versus the I, cat, I think which the, you can't really sympathize with. As much i think the difference for me specifically in their performance is it feels like jim carrey took the character of the grinch who is like traditionally a like like in the in the context of like the original cartoon and the book uh-huh. it was like kind of like a fucking scary character yeah like like yeah. actually mm-hmm. he was playing and, super scary and and added in like his own style of mm-hmm. comedy into it uh-huh. and i feel like it worked and flows really well mm-hmm. where he's still kind of scary to the like the yeah. who's and but he also has this level of like i'm not going like like uh, you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. like his, like the, the, his, the, the uh, uh begrudging or like whatever like yeah uh, begrudge, yeah, yeah yeah like the 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 bitterness curmudgeon the curmudgeon yeah yeah, yeah like right. the the scroogeness yeah, of, yeah. of the like the nature of the film and I feel like he just personified that so well, but it feels like, and and I feel like he really embodied what like the Grinch meant, even though he took it to that next step, you know. Well, but I feel like Mike Myers, like he might as well have not been playing the cat Matt. Mm, you know yeah, what I mean? He was just being Mike Myers. He was just being Mike Myers. I will say, uh, and this is going to tie into two things. <clears throat> One, why we connect more with the Grinch than the cat in the hat. You guys mentioned. The flashback. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a flashback at all. I think it's the fact that the Grinch has solo scenes and the cat in the hat does not. Every scene Fair. the cat has is with the kids. Mm. The Grinch, you actually get a lot more scenes in that first half of the movie where he's just on his own. Mm-hmm. He's with Max. You're yeah. getting to know the that echo character. scene. Yeah. <laughs> the echo scene. Come on, the echo scene is whole. The echo scene is funnier than anything that was in the cat in the hat. I'm sorry. That's well, that, goes, that, just, that just goes back to like a conversation. Of course, yeah. I really yeah. Do not, that of course, I completely course. disagree but, on that. But, and yeah. again, yeah, yeah, yeah. why do we, you know, the flashback, and I, I would say more power to the Grinch's solo scenes as far as why most people connect more with the Grinch and the yeah. guy in the hat. That's direction. That's direction. I agree. That's how do we get you to connect this character? How are we getting from one scene mm-hmm. to the next? It's not just, let's put the Grinch with the kid and have some fun stuff happen. Yeah. You feel for the Grinch character, you feel for that... Mm-hmm. Um, Forgetting her name, Cindy Lou. Yeah, Cindy Lou, 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 Cindy that goes back into the themes. Uh, we didn't touch on that, but that goes into the anti-heroes themes. This yeah, is a world yeah, that yeah. allows this going... level of brutality uh, for children. Again, this is conformity. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we didn't even touch on that. We could have, but... That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but I think, that why does the Grinch feel more... I think more like, first of all, a Dr. Seuss thing. Why did they not hate it anywhere near as much as they hate this one? I think people still hate it. Yeah, no, they There's it's nowhere near as divisive. Yeah, and, and and again, I think the the reason it's, be, it's in the public conscious, this is going to be a quick one, the reason it's still in the public conscious so much is because it's a Christmas film. It, yeah, I agree. I was about to say that. Everyone too. just it wants is, to watch a Christmas film. This is an easy one to put on. The same thing happened to us. We had it on VHS. You just fucking put it on. Yeah, that was you like, you know, that used to be the only Christmas it, it movie is, we watched. 
I will say the Grinch, this one specifically, is definitely one of those bargain bin mm. Walmart yeah, fucking yeah, copies yeah. for Fuck $5. Just Christmas enjoy, time. throw it on. You can enjoy it. Exactly. You can pay attention exactly. or don't. You know what happens, right? It, it is enjoy definitely it. like it. And I, and I feel like it has the added context of being the original cartoon, too. Because the cat in the hat, did it have a cartoon? I don't know. It did. Oh, it did. did okay. Actually, I, I, I have never it seen it. Maybe not. It's beloved, but like not but to the not. Grinch. Because again, it's the holiday connection. Yeah, but. I think that the reason that The Grinch is hailed is so much better of a movie because I don't think the I don't think The Grinch is that great. I don't think it's like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's good. Like it's a mid movie. It's a mid movie, but, but it's because it's Christmas, but because it's Christmas, you're gonna watch it because it's fucking Christmas. Yeah, exactly. You I, know, I, I would argue the supporting <clears throat> cast in The Grinch also does a far better job. Jeffrey Tambor brings it. Yeah, um, I, really... I I agree with you there. Yeah. I agree with you there. Um, but, like, and I think the comedy works better, but at the end, that's just subjective. Subjective. Yeah, yeah. subjective. Um, but I, yeah, I think that the, the Grinch is just, I think a lot of that has to do with the Christmasness uh-huh. of it, though. Yeah. I think the Cat yeah. in the Hat is tied in with the holiday, or yeah. Christmas, I specifically. Yeah. I think that, and plus, yeah. like I said, the added benefit of it being a cartoon before, people already have a connection to the cartoon. Exactly. And that, that's, like, probably one of the most popular cartoons of all time. Yeah. For Christmas specifically, up there with like Rudolph Fucking and the yeah, Charlie, Charlie Brown, Brown yeah, Christmas, yeah. 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 Uh, those Frosty, are probably like the top three, right? Fucking Frosty. It's probably above Frosty. Frosty. It's probably above Frosty because you know, like not many. Frosty is, is a great one. one. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. We need a good Christmas card. There hasn't been a good Christmas cartoon in a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's it's been like since it's the, 70s. the Grinch. No, no, I mean the Grinch is, has become even if whatever your feelings about it, the Grinch uh, 2018 animated or 2019 whatever it was has become that for kids. Illuminations. I promise you. I promise you. I will, I will. You don't, you're not die. in tune with the, what the kids are you're watching. You're gonna get hurt in any. You're I'd not rather die. You're not. In I'd tune. rather die. I'm, trust me. I got the ear to the kids. To the kids. <laughs> I, I understand. To the kids. The kids are wrong. I want it to be clear. The kids are wrong. The Listen, kids are wrong. You're gonna be saying that, and 20 years down the line, they'll be like, "My oh, kids will man. never watch that." that I, will, I will be. I will be yeah. dead before my yeah. kids watch. So you gotta still be saying it, but but regardless, but regardless, you hear this. Regardless, I hear what you're saying. You know what? They. I think they. Again, I see exactly why they didn't you do any like um, solo cat scenes, any solo flashback scenes. Again, no, it makes to, sense. Going why back, they to, exactly, yeah. it makes sense. But in hindsight, in hindsight, they absolutely should have because it will allow you to at least to like maybe like just at least see more of the character of the cat outside of uh, outside of this context. Maybe in his home context, obviously, because like the whole because the whole. Um, the whole um, mess of all messes, you know, where we see his dimension a little bit, uh, that was like really cool. I think you know that could have. Uh, yeah. I don't know what they could have done if they could have done something. It would have added. Uh, it would have added more touches. And I think it would have. It would have um, warmed a lot more people to it. Uh, again, I think. I think uh, obviously Grinch has the added uh, effect of you know obviously being a holiday film. It's just you know it's going to be more repeated. But the cat obviously still has its own cult following. Like, trust me, it does. Like, there are still no, there are people just as passionate, if not more passionate, <laughs> no, than me. They're you know what I mean? Like I you. promise. I promise you. Uh, and everything like that. But again, in terms of just the performances, like one to one comparison, I uh-huh. see. I guess what Jim Carrey was going for, playing more into his physicality, his comedy, blah blah, uh-huh. and more, uh, and maybe playing into more of like almost like the. Um, the animalistic side of it like oh playing almost like a roach because that's because that, you know, that goes to the whole song like think about like how, how does the Grinch body almost like an animal would look like a roach mm-hmm. like wow it's like yeah, you yeah. can kind of see it the cat Mike Myers I can see where he's pulling from he's pulling from Cowardly Lion he's pulling from Wizard of Oz he's pulling mm-hmm. from that whole mode imagine I don't, I don't know how long it's been since you guys watched the Wizard of Oz I personally a, one of those things that comes up in my mind literally every like day. Two years ago? I see. I, 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 I see it in my mind every day. Yeah, uh-huh. at the Alamo, 
draft house. I see it in my mind every day, but I can see you guys the one to one. I see a one to one. Yeah, it was a special event, but it was it was really it's really good. Anyway, no, I believe it. one of my favorites. Um, I can see exactly the cowardly lion. You see the prosthetics. You see mm-hmm. what he the cowardly lion had to work through, and then the physicality that brings up. It's not in the face. It's in everything else. And on top of that, the tail. It's the same exact thing. How does he use the tail? It's the same exact way. The physicality. He's playing more into mm-hmm. the cowardly sense. Now, Cat uh, is playing more into the chaotic sense. Yeah, He's pulling fair. exactly from that. Now, whether it works for everyone, that's, again, a subjective Yeah, it's yeah. subjective. And yeah, it's honestly, it plays to me. That's, you know, all the comedy as well plays to me. Everything else plays to me personally. Yeah. That's obviously why I have my oh, subjective opinions on it. I can I can feel that I'm right in my own mind, just like you can feel <laughs> that you're right in your own no, mind. No, that's fair. You know what I mean? Because we all, my it's just Absolutely opinions. Fair. It's just opinions. But uh, again, that's why I don't I don't buy into uh, the whole idea of Jim Carrey versus Mike Myers and uh, and like Grinch versus Cat in the Hat. Why why Grinch is beloved? Why Cat isn't? Yeah. Blah, blah blah. I do not buy into it personally. That's fair. Personally. That's fair. They're very different films, you know. It like mm-hmm. I, it's a comparison, literally, just because it's Doctor Seuss's source material exactly. and it's live action. Exactly. That's where the the, no, exactly. the similarities. Exactly. Are. Exactly. exactly. And and before we before we wrap up, I do want to touch on my critiques of the film because we did we did yeah. slightly mention it. it. We did slightly mention it. Um, Go for the it. CGI first and foremost. Uh, yes, it is dated. Absolutely. Yeah. I do appreciate though. One thing I do appreciate about it, at least, doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't. What is it? Yeah, uh, anyways, uh, one thing I appreciate about the CGI is that they used it exactly how CGI is meant to. They used it to enhance the practical effects yeah. that's being played yeah. into. Whether that was done well, specifically because of the dated, like, just the just the facts of CGI at the time. Honestly, this was this no, looked amazing for that time. Oh, no, I Dated agree. as fuck, I though. Agree. Dated in terms I of the agree. CGI right now. But I think, I think they used it perfectly in terms of the sense that it's meant to enhance yeah. the practical effects. I think what's okay. so egregious about it or not egregious, it's what's terrible about it is that um, the practical effects are one of the only things I enjoyed mm-hmm. in the movie mm-hmm. and then when they start doing you know, CGI and it looks terrible, I'm like yeah. fucking stick to practical effects, uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. You know, that's that that's what bothered yeah. me about that's it. so wild is that four years after this is uh, Davy Jones. Oh, the, oh yeah, with it, yeah, yeah. yeah oh but that, yeah. But I mean, but that tells what you that tells fuck? you the exponential growth of technology and CGI. Because well, that four years, like oh, it's four years. Like they should have had the same thing. No, no, you, no anyone that's, that's been in game design at. knows that four years at? is crazy. What I'm getting at, and I, I'll bring this up whenever I can, is how insanely good that CGI was for that time. Because that CGI is better than I think most stuff that we see today. Oh yeah, I think I think they CGI, have so much budget behind that. Though. I think CGI has taken a huge nosedive in the last oh, like four years it's because of the complicity it's because of the complicity I, well it's not only just that it's that um, oh, yeah go ahead it's I know the um, the overworkedness mm-hmm. of CGI artists exactly now. Kevin Feige it's, exactly. it's fucking ridiculous that place, it, it yeah. is absolutely criminal what Disney has gotten away with Marvel specifically yeah. G- like I'm glad that those films are failing now that everything is coming exactly. out post like everything that it took to get Avengers yes. done, you know. Yes. I mean, it's sad to say, but we're even seeing it with across the Spider Verse into the Spider Verse. Really? Where um, they they were like originally gonna have the next movie come out um, in twenty twenty five. Yeah. Like yeah. two years after. Yeah, it need more, and not, then, not much more time. And then there, and then the Sony's uh, production team went on fucking strike. Yeah. Because they were like, no, we're not doing this again. Well, no. It wasn't originally coming out in twenty five. It was originally coming out in March of twenty four. Wow. 
Yes, exactly. Three months. Exactly. Fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. After the jump no from into way. to across is five yeah. years. There's yeah, yeah just less than no that. fucking way. And like that, that yeah, go, but that goes go back yourself. That goes yeah. back into they, they play off each other. It's like the complicity by the higher ups because they're like yeah. just fucking pump out shit. I don't care. Yeah. Work yeah. overtime though because to get they to don't where it needs to be. Understand what it takes Work, to actually yeah, do this. Yeah, you guys are slaves. Work overtime to where get get it where it needs to be. I don't care. I don't need to be perfect. <laughs> exactly. I don't need it. All connects. Yeah. Exactly. All, but they're complicit in that. Around. Like, give me more money, blah, 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 all that. Yeah. And uh, uh, moving away from the CG, I just want to touch on my last, uh, yeah, on the yeah, last critique it. of it. Uh, the soundtrack, of course, it just dated as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got the whole Smash Mouth, like, Beatles cover <laughs> at the end. Honestly, I kind of, like, it, it's kind of fun for me now. Just, I wouldn't listen to it out, yeah. outside. But it's fun for me now because it's like, it, that is the nostalgic. In a vacuum, that is the nostalgic it. of it. Like, oh, I get to hear that. But, like, um, but no, it, it's dated as fuck. And then every, obviously, like, Again, going back to the the sound effects and just like whatever yeah. whatever fucking um, passed for a score in this movie yeah. didn't didn't no. rely on it. But pretty like, much all the sound is pretty. Yeah, good. they just totally all the sound they just kind of like uh, to the wayside. But yeah, the, the, again, those are my critiques uh, okay. of the yeah. film. I, I would say that I, the soundtrack and score obviously are to put it kindly nothing to write home about. Yeah, no. yeah. but that soundtrack scene did give me my favorite line, which was we put a nice peppy pop song in there. Check that off. Which is like I feel like every part of a big budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, yeah, they're play, yeah, they're kind of like yeah, they, yeah, they're kind of like pointing their nose. And honestly, that was kind of like my least favorite joke of the entire movie. What? That's I am not crazy. even lying. It. I'm not so even. <laughs> I'm oh, not my. even lying. That was like literally my least favorite joke of the entire movie. They, I, I understand why they did it. Uh, I mean, not only because it's like his his line. I'm sure he just added it, but uh, also it kind of does play off of the whole anti-capitalist like the, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Universal Studios blah blah like the 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 wink. The way they do it better. I think that's much better execution of the same type of joke that is the Universal Studios joke. Yeah. I completely disagree. Again, agree, again. Yeah. Yeah. agree to disagree. Agree to agree, disagree. Right. Again, yeah. All right. We've been debating for a while now. Have we? Like, um, about hour 10. Hour 10? <laughs> I, I wanted to ask just a fun light question before we wrap okay. up. Yeah. What is your favorite Dr. Seuss book? Book? If you can remember that far back. Oh shit. I was a big fan of the his like collection of like the shorter stories. I love the Butter Battle book. I fuck with that book. Butter Battle. Battle. If Butter I were Battle. to if I were to make, adapt any of these in a live action be that one. Wow. Gritty war documentary about <laughs> yeah. Hit me with Butter Battle. Jody uh, uh I think mine's the feet one. What's the feet one? Uh, you no. remember like the uh, Here, here's remember. the Butter Battle book. If I see and the cover. Basically it's like um, like racism based on if you want to eat your toast with the butter <laughs> facing up or uh-huh. facing down. Wow. And then they go to war about that. Wow. So yeah, you, here, let me show you my favorite, my favorite <laughs> of this. This is great. Um, yeah, you see him walking on the wall. So on this side of the wall is the people that eat their butter facing down this side of the wall. And then they just beat each other up with stuff. Wow. Because they're racist wow. about butter. <sighs> Right, I need to read this. I need to give this. Oh, away. dude, this is literally the best. This and the Sneeches. The Sneeches is a good one too. I can't remember that one. You don't guys don't remember the Sneak? I didn't read all of them. I didn't read. I only read like two. I was yeah, a big. I was a, I was a big. I, ate, I read like green eggs and ham. This one's also. Oh, you know This what? one's also this. racism. They all get the stars. Um, but yeah, the, the Sneeches, and then some of them all don't have stars, and wow. some of them do have stars. This is fucking and basically Holocaust. Guy, it's basically the Holocaust, and then this guy comes in. Sylvester McMonkey McBean, um, uh, star of the show. Um, cap- capitalism, by the way. Oh, okay, right Very there. capitalist right themes there. in this. Right there. He comes in, gives them fucking stars. Gives them ones without stars. Stars wow. for money. Look at that. Wow. And then and then 
And then he opens his other shop that's taking the stars off oh, the sieges yep. that do have stars. Right there, boom. And it's just a whole fucking mess. You can see where they pulled uh, the inspiration, obviously. <laughs> Absolutely. I I remember very much enjoying uh, Go Dog Go. Yeah, that was a good one. I think pull up Go Dog yeah, Go. Yeah, yeah. go yeah, again, I only read like three of them. I, like, I didn't even read the kind of when I was a kid. Oh, or, shoot. That's no, not Dr. Seuss. Never mind. Is it really not? Oh, no. Dude, that's so funny. Oh, I've seen the cover for this. That's so funny. I don't think... I, de- funny. I definitely... Is there not... Know. Wait, go scroll up to the cover. There's a cut in the hat on it. It might be the same production studio or Maybe something. Maybe that's why... Five you probably years. thought it was. Five-year-old Spencer was like, Ooh. this is my favorite Dr. Seuss book. Wow. Not Dr. Seuss at Big all. Big reveal. Not even close. Look at yeah. this. Big reveal. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. well, Anyways, I don't this know. This is my, actually shattered Mine's one with like a feet. I don't know. Look up Dr. Seuss feet. See what comes up. Well, <laughs> put Reddit after it uh, while you're at it. Doctor Seuss. Oh, the book. foot. The foot the book. The foot book. That's the one. Here we go. The foot That's book. That's it. That's the one. I don't know this one. Yeah, I didn't Front know that. Front feet, black feet, red feet, black feet. Yeah. Back oh, feet. it's like a, a red fish, blue fish. Yeah. Type of, type of yeah. beat. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Type of beat. The foot book. Right there. Foot book. That's the one. I had that that cover. Green Eggs and Ham, also a classic. Oh, yeah. That's the other one I read. That's That's the other one I read. That's a good one. That's the other one I read. You guys have Green Eggs and Ham Day at school? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if it was at school, but my dad definitely made Green Eggs for us once. That's cool. I don't think I had it at school. school. I remember remember having it, though, at Brooksy's. You remember they had, like, a Green Eggs and Ham? Like Bruxies? Bruxies? Whoa, Dude, I could go me. for some Bruxies right Dude, now. I could not. man. <laughs> not a fan? What? I never like it. It was mid. You try, You only had it at the one at the yeah, shops, at right? At the shops one, yeah. There, th- that was the worst one. Wow. That was a bad one. I was go, to, go to the one in uh, Fullerton. The one, oh. or Brea, sorry, Brea. Oh, hey, one day. The one in Brea is great. <laughs> <One day. laughs> I will say the, Me and the, I would get that. The restaurant that went in there, Urban Taco. Pre-fire. Uh, very good salmon. Great and their Great shrimp. Salmon. Their shrimp is good too. Yeah, wow. I'll get like salmon and rice. Delicious. Yes, yes. Are, you, are your parents a fan of that one? My parents were had a big phase of that. I don't know if they go when I'm not in town. When I'm in town, we'll get some salmon. Just have some salmon. Salmon's good. Wow. Their salmon's nice. good. They have a good um, lemon butter sauce. Uh, on it. Yeah, they, and then they have um, their spicy shrimp. It's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good spice, good amount of spice. Good spice, it. yeah. Good, I love that. Spice. I love that. We know we love that. Salmon's great for you. Omega threes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still warming up. I'm still me. warming up to salmon. Uh, I can eat it in my oh. sushi now. I, I, I'm a big salmon okay. hater before, but I'm warming Even up. Even grilled. Oh yeah, the worst. Yeah, have you had it raw? Oh, I love grilled. Oh uh, yeah, that's like you've had worst. it raw now. Because like, I hate the terrible. salmon. Like you're salmon. smoking weed and I hate penis. like you're kidding, right? I hate raw salmon. salmon and smoked salmon. I'm not the biggest fan. You're smoking grilled, so much. Dude, penis grilled penis Atlantic, Atlantic salmon is amazing. Both of those are just not, like it's just Atlantic. so salmon. Like the salmon flavor is just like uh, 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 I just used to hate. Now I can like I eat it a little bit more. Like I'm just warmed up to it in sushi. I don't think there's salmon in the Atlantic Ocean. Look at look at Atlantic salmon's a thing though. Okay, maybe. Alaskan salmon, you mean? No, maybe. Atlanta. Okay, there's Atlantic salmon. Okay, all right, all right. Fool. Shit, I don't know. He was worried there for a sec. (laughs) I was like, oh man, I I do have trouble reading sometimes. It says don't eat them though because they have excessive chemicals and diseases. Wow. So that's cool. Look, that's just conformity right there. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. Anyway. Do what you want. All right. Anyway, all right. All right. So, closing thoughts. Those closing closing thoughts. thoughts. Closing thoughts. Look, I mean, we'll con- leave it all in. Contentious episode. Let's uh, you know, yeah. say the least. Just yeah. say the least. But sophisticated, Socratic debate. I think yeah. Socrates yeah. would be proud of the way we this is. This. this is the America they don't want you to see. <laughs> this is the America they don't want you to see us solving our problems. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And agreeing to disagree. No one. No one fought. No one got physical. Right. We had a discussion. An educated yeah. discussion. We did. That it's was. True. That might be the most educated and well prepared we all were for an episode. <laughs> Yeah, this was the movie that brought it out. Yeah. 
This is the movie that brought it out. I think it's because oh, we yeah. all, like, I think from me and Spencer's perspective, we didn't want Geo to just fucking steamroll us, so we no. had to come <laughs> actually prepared with, like, lists yeah. of reasons and, like, how we want to, yeah. like, like structure the debate rather than just, like, right. fuck it, let's, let's get into it, you know? Because yeah. I feel like we've been more mean in different movies. Oh, oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess to close it out, I'll, I'll do my, my final thoughts. Yeah, we'll let Gio end it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there are so, so many things that I hate about this movie. I think it has very few redeeming qualities. I did not enjoy watching it. I just didn't. It was always like, this, this is not a good time. Uh, so I really had to fight through it. I did it because I love Gio. Um that's I true. don't know that there's anybody. There's very few people that would watch the can that had four, mm-hmm. <laughs> but Geo is on that list, so we powered through. And in terms of my score, I, I there's like a few jokes that made me chuckle, mm-hmm. um, and for that I can give it a point. Uh, so it's going to be a one out of ten for me. Okay, that's fair. Um, I, I think that I again, like I said at the beginning, I don't think I hate it nearly as much as Spencer does. I still hate it. Um, I, I had a. A miserable time watching this i i don't I, I just did not enjoy it um it's not an enjoyable viewing experience for me um again few jokes landed um much more didn't um i think what really sums up how i feel about this movie is that the sum of its parts are greater than like the the total sum of the movie um the the movie um by itself terrible the parts great i love emmanuel lebeski again my favorite living cinematographer um i think that it really lacked direction i think the script was really bad um but that being said i do think it has redeeming qualities i think like you know translating dr seuss's work and doing surrealism in filmmaking in general is a very difficult endeavor very Mm -hmm. very very few films get that done i literally like i can't even think of one off the top of my head right Mm now um uh, that being said, it's a three out of ten for me. Wow, it's a three out of ten. Uh, obviously, as uh, as illustrated, I completely disagree <laughs> with uh-huh. yours guys' opinions. I think this is an underappreciated classic of surrealist comedy. We've gone over this. Uh, Mike Myers in Total Fever Dream mode. I think he's at the peak of his powers. Uh, the mature humor, I think, is or the crew presents the mature humor in a way or combine mature humor with surprising moments of emotion Mm -hmm. at least for me personally and that respects the intelligence of its target audience kids but also the whole family that's why at least for me it's able to age just like fine wine uh again i think bo welch just speaking from the heart here bo welch opened up my child mind to an entire new understanding of life itself if that makes sense i know it's hard for you guys to understand but genuinely his ability to capture the magic of dr seuss and enhance its effect and create this whole new thing and also combine again that mature humor and uh those jokes and all the production everything like that it just completely uh, opened my mind to new possibilities of just life of just living and just what's possible and for that, it is a ten out of ten for me. It is number okay. sixteen. Uh, the rankings, okay. the rankings absolutely can change, and I guarantee you, it won't be lower. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be lower. All right. Yeah, oh, but God. yeah, that that's me. We've presented our arguments, 
and we've been gentlemen. We, hey, I think we've we been have been, at the very least, we've been gentlemen. We've been, we've been professionals. Gentlemen. That being said, Gio, you're fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, well, I think I'll let the people decide. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll, we'll let, let the, the people decide. We'll put we'll yeah, I rest yeah. my case, and we'll leave it. And at we'll that. leave it at that. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. Till the next time, I'm Spencer. I'm Aaron. I'm Gio. And this has been the 35mm Colonoscopy Podcast. Next week, we're going to follow up the cat in the hat with the only way we know how. 2001, A Space Odyssey.